All right, folks, welcome back to the podcast. Appreciate you stopping by. If you are listening or watching on YouTube, I would appreciate a subscribe. Um, I, I really appreciate that. Today, Antoine Allen, you're with us. How's it going? Doing amazing, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, it's uh, Can you briefly, for the people who might not know who you are, uh, give an introduction to what you do? Uh, my name is Antoine Allen. I'm a award-winning filmmaker of Queens, New York, independent filmmaker. Um, we produce uh, feature films, short films, different content for different clients. And currently, I'm on this show. I'm going to talk about the journey. That's right. How does one become an independent filmmaker? Well, my journey was different than most people. Um, I started in the music business. I used to manage up-and-coming hip-hop and army artists from um, Queens, New York, the inner city. And I was doing that for a while. My friend got me into it because at the time he was making music for different artists. And I was in the studio one day and I just fell in love with it. Um, I needed a degree. I didn't need to know nobody. It was just all about being imagined, using the imagination. So uh, I did that for a while, but was it going as planned? Because when you do work with up and coming artists, hip hop artists, army artists in the inner city, some of them going through their own trauma. Some of them getting locked up. Um, some of them got murdered. So you in a you in this circle like that's not the life I want. So I started doing music videos. I did music videos for a while. Um, but that's, I still, I felt like empty. So, and when you're in those type of situations, you have two options. You either quit or you reinvent yourself. I didn't want to quit because I loved the art so much. So I started reinvent myself and got into a film. I did my first short film course, uh, Swift Decision. And that was it. I fell in love. I won my first award, my first time traveling to California with my film at a film festival. And I just fell in love. And I always tell people. If you want, if you want to find something you really want to do in life, fall in love with it. Mm. And one thing I, I'm, I'm, uh, one reason I was really excited to talk to you is because um, I, I got to know of you from Film Courage, um, amazing mm -hmm. show on YouTube, and um, you talk a lot about the business side of making films, which is, I guess, something you have to be really strong at if you want to make it as an independent. Uh, filmmaker, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, I do realize most people don't reach their full potential, not because they're not talented. It's the business side. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you might see someone that you might feel your own opinion, like, how are they getting all this stuff? A lot of times the decisions they're making and the business side, we all get opportunities. But once you get the opportunity, it's all about controlling it and don't let it let it go. So what helped me, because I came from the music business, that's what helped me a lot in the film business. A lot of my accomplishments, not because I'm just a great filmmaker, it's the business side. Most artists, you know, they run off emotions. So me, I run off common sense. So I'll give you an example. I went to a meeting a few years ago with a network with a friend of mine, and the guy's pitching his project, and um, the exec was like, we don't really like that. He blew up. Y'all know what y'all talking about. Y'all know the culture. But he didn't even realize that if he just kept quiet, they really wanted his second project. Mm. So I tell people don't take nothing personal. I know sometimes, just me, I know for right now. Do you think uh, it's the case with a lot of talented people that you never get to hear about is the fact that they are lacking this business sense to market their art? 
business sense, and sometimes not even the business. Sometimes we in our own way. A lot of times people don't realize mental health and self doubt and all the stuff that goes in your mind. That's a, that's one of the big portions why a lot of people don't reach their full potential. It's people that I know that super talented. They overthink things a lot. Overthinking things in, in the industry is a big thing for a lot of artists. Mm. So you gotta let yourself go and just be free. For me, I don't take nothing personal. Um, I know at the end of the day, when I make my films, it's for a certain audience. And not everybody gonna like your project. That's fine. It's a zillion people in this world. But a lot of times we wanna please the big people. We wanna please those people that, that can't do nothing for you. So you really gotta know who you are internally to, to, to navigate in this world. Mm. Do you find that going with your gut uh, works out more often than overthink overthinking things. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you gotta be careful with your gut. If you're an emotional person, you gotta be careful with that because sometimes yeah. you can react over emotions. So I'm big on don't let your emotions control you. Control your emotions. Mm. That is um, a very very good point. How does one distinguish then between an actually good gut feeling and then? You know, between that and being too emotional, I suppose. You gotta be honest with yourself, and that goes back to what I say you gotta really know yourself. Like you, like we all know when we're doing something that, that don't make no sense. Mm -hmm. We acting off emotion. Um, so once you control yourself and really know who you are, that helps a lot. There are a lot of times people walking around just roaming, looking for service. Mm -hmm. But when you know who you are, you steady. Like me, it took me a while. I was never like this before. When I was younger, I used to have a temper. I used to be emotional, but I realized Antoine, that's not gonna get you where you need to go. So when you see those big celebrities blowing up and acting, you're like, what is, they're all this and they're acting kind of like, not crazy, but and radical. It's because whatever internal, they can't control it. Mm. And so, so you said that you, you, this was something you struggled with when you were younger. What, yeah, what yeah, was, I, um, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying that I came from humble beginnings. I used to be homeless. Um, I was on my own since so I was 20. I didn't come from the best uh, family. Both my family was dealing with their own trauma and pain. Sometimes as kids, we blame my family, but we don't even realize what they're going through. Now I'm older, I realize, wow, my mother was in pain. My dad was in pain. Um, also, when I was young, I got molested. So when you go through all this trauma, you either go let your pain control you or you're going to turn your pain to purpose. So when I look at the Tyler Perry's, the 50 Cent's, the Jay-Z's, those people that came from trauma and they turned their situation into something better, you got to, you know, after a while, you got to do the work. And do the work is really going to therapists, you know, figuring out what's going on with you internally. Because when you look at a lot, of, especially, especially when you look at a lot of men, men in power, if you look at the Weinsteins, the R. Kelly's, the, the, the list goes on, the Nador, when you look at how much they built their empire, and a lot of times they lose everything because of discipline. It's not discipline. Mm. Meaning, you, they get cursed cheating. They get caught doing this. Like, you got to control the discipline. So I realized if I'm building this empire, I'm building what I'm building, I can't let the more smallest things get, get you know, look at Weinstein, for example. Weinstein's production company was a big production company. And now it's gone because he could control himself. Mm. And I think that does happen often with, with artists. I talked to Ken Atchity about uh, Elvis Presley, how he lost complete control, right? And 
things just spiral out of control. Do you think uh, artists have to, or not, you know, maybe, do they have to experience some sort of trauma for their art to be good? People say that. Um, I, I don't know. That question, I don't know. But I know that I went through a lot of trauma. That trauma I went through, could have broke me? Or could it mean who I am? So all I, all I know is, whatever you're going to get the help. Because mm. sometimes people in my position that can't go to what I went to, they probably went up in jail or depressed. I actually got out of it because I did the work. So whatever you're going to do, just do the work on yourself. Go see a therapist because sometimes you might go do something and you think it's over and later on might creep creeping up on you. Mm. And so... Uh, I'm I'm guessing in America, like uh, therapists are not free, I suppose, because it's it sounds probably stupid to you, right? But uh, in here in Denmark, where I'm from, we're a really socialistic country, so help is really readily available. Um, a lot of people get help from therapists for free uh, because we pay so many taxes and we get a lot of healthcare for free. Um, but is there in in America, I suppose? Aren't there a lot of people who don't have the resources to get help? Yeah. You know, a lot of people, I mean, America is a great country. It's the land of free. But uh, it's things that happen in America. You go to another country, it's like, why we, why we have to pay all this money for health care? Why health care is not free? It's people that's really going through trauma. They don't have the money. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, especially in a black community, in a brown community, Latino community, if you go to a therapist, they're like, what, you're crazy? But now it's becoming more regular. But yeah, a lot of times we don't have the money or the resources. So we wind up projecting our pain onto other people. Mm. Do you have any advice for people who might not have the uh, the availability to see a therapist, for example? Any ways that you can get therapy in other ways to, to reprogram your mind? Well, like with me, at the time, therapist was a regular me. So what I did was... I really did the work, meaning I reprogrammed myself. Now that takes a lot, but you gotta learn how to reprogram. Everything that you learn that's toxic, reprogram yourself. That's the first step. Meaning, if you don't if you don't know how to love, and you don't understand love, and you just don't know how to love. A lot of people don't know how to love. A lot of times you're in relationships, and you hear the different spouse do something to one another. A lot of times they're just projecting their pain. Mm. So learn how to love. Uh, start doing things that make you happy. A lot of times we do things for everybody else and we get left with the crumbs. Start dating yourself. Go out to movies with yourself. Go on vacation. Start doing more for yourself and realize you're enough. And also, too, start being around better people. A lot of times our circle are the worst circles we're around. And we're around them because it's the norm. It's comfortable. You know, yeah. start being around a different class of people. So basically, it's this movie with Jim Carrey called Yes. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. Yeah, yes. But Jim Carrey... He said he was so comfortable in his sense. You know, I'm going to start doing different things. And that's what you got to do. You got to say yes to you first. Mm. I um, It's so crazy because just a few years ago, if, if somebody would tell me that you have the ability to reprogram my mind, I would have laughed in people's faces because I think a lot of people don't know that, that it's actually possible to reprogram your mind to be happier, to have more fun. And something that I started doing was having these almost um, self-therapy sessions where I, in a way, pretended that I was both, uh, well, myself and the therapist, where I would ask myself questions. And 
really try to get to the deep root of why I was jealous or angry and why these things would uh, have so much power over me. And that really helped me to, and it's exactly what you said. It's being honest with yourself, right? And and being self-aware. Yeah, yeah. You got Sometimes the best person to talk to is the person in the mirror. Mm. Yeah. Yes, that's good. I wanted to talk a little bit about Lola. Um, what was the inspiration behind, um, or could you uh, tell people what Lola is? Yeah, so Lola is a female boxer from about a young woman that going through her own trauma, um, she gets sexually assaulted. And instead of her staying in her trauma, she went to her pain to the purpose. She started taking self-defense classes. She started training with a boxer. And she wanted to fall in love with her in boxing and wound up actually going into an amateur tournament and wound up winning the tournament. And it's the first ever female boxing franchise. It's never been done before. Um, it's my version of the female Rocky. And um, right now, Lola One is available on Tubi TV. Do you have Tubi TV out there? I do not. I was about, I was going to ask you about that. It's not available in my country, so you have to. Uh, I have to figure out how to watch it. Otherwise, yeah, I could send. I could send you a private link so you can watch it. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there? Um. So okay, you you mentioned it. Oh, what, yeah. It is the. Uh, it's it's the first time something like this has been done. The first franchise with a female boxer. Was that um, part of the reason why you wanted to do it? Yeah, so as a filmmaker or as a storyteller, you want to do things that make you stand out. And I was like, how could I stand out? I did a few other films before. I did a tons of short films, features, but I wanted something to stand out. Sometimes when you do projects, you don't know what's going to hit. You're just doing things. Mm. So I said, what could make me stand out? And I was looking like, I was like, because my first short film was a female boxing film. So I decided to do my own franchise. And I said, I'm going to do a female boxing film. I could stand out. So when they talk about films, I'm only going to be that conversation because so I like to do things that make you stand out. And it was that. And then also, too, the story I had was just powerful. I was like, would it be cool to have a Rocky version, but a female? And so all that came in my mind. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so far, we got Lola 2 coming out later this year. And then we're going to do a load of three. And then we're going to wrap it up and do a whole series. Ooh, that's exciting. I love these yeah. kind of stories. Uh, I guess this ties into a question I really want to ask you as well. It's it's something I love talking to artists about is finding that uh, the, the nexus meeting in the middle of where you do work that you enjoy yourself, but also something that the market actually wants. And I think for me personally... That's something that's really hard to to understand what the market wants, but also do something that I am passionate about as well. So I think that's something you found with Lola, right? Like something that's not been done before, and that's something you're you're a project that you're passionate about. Yeah, and also too, that's another thing that a lot of artists deal with. They make a lot of films for themselves, and I get it, but I realize women, a woman artist demographic, they're always going to support you. Black, white, females. Like, if you look at, like, out here, we, I don't know if you have this BT network or Lifetime network. You have any other networks out there? Mm, not that I know of. Okay. So, in America, one of the biggest consumers is a, a woman. Hmm. If you get the woman's support, that's it. Men, we don't do nothing except a man, a woman do it. So, <laughs> if you get women supporting you, so a lot of my content are female driven based because of that reason. 
Um, so, but if you really think about, it, we don't think about this. But if you think about it, all the commercials that we look at, it's catered to the females because the females are really the person at home holding everything down. Mm, interesting. Is, yeah, we is, never thought about that. Yeah. So, so they consume more in the sense that they're more loyal to consume more of the same, like brands, for example, or do they consume just lots of different things? Lots of different things. If you think about it. If you go out to a store, it could be a grocery store, it could be a mall. It's not a whole bunch of men holding hands going shopping. Mm. It's this the it's the women demographic. Yeah. So especially black women. So I like to cater to the audience that's gonna that definitely needs the content and gonna support. A man gonna do what you know what a what a woman gonna do. Yeah. Mm. That is interesting. I feel like yeah, most men can really easily live happy lives. They don't need a lot of materialistic things. Um, but but yeah, it, it is true. Like a lot of women, they always want the new shoes, the new clothes. That's interesting. Why do you think that is? Because those are the foundation. If we did not have women, I don't know where men be at right now. Mm. Those are the foundation. So a woman is the foundation of a lot of stuff, um, especially black women. So women is the, the core, and that's where it is. The foundation. It starts with the foundation. And you gotta remember, women the reason why we're here. That's why we they give birth. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Why do you think black women over white women? It's not over, but I do know um, in my community, um, black women journey is totally different than a white woman journey. Mm. Um, it's just it just it comes from down to pay, down to status. Um, yeah, it's just the it's this it's the it's the it's the journey. Just mm. like black Americans and white Americans, it's a whole different journey when you look at history and look at the journey it's just different mm. yeah um i guess biologically it makes sense uh, i do believe that women are more uh social creatures than men so they probably seek acceptance from other people more than men do maybe in different ways i suppose but uh, maybe that could explain uh why why they're more consumers um interesting about it too if you know when the dad is gone working Who's buying the food? Who's cooking the food? Who's buying the clothes? Mm, yeah, it's not mostly men. So, if you are you close with your mom? Your mom's around? Yeah, I'm close to my mom. Yeah, yeah. So if you think about it, who was around your life most of the time? Yeah, my mom. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. So sometimes what I do, I'm like a. I sometimes we look at things we just roam. But if you sit back and just look at things, sometimes we look at the middle and the end. No one's never look at the beginning. So look mm. at the beginning and see like wow. And we honestly. If you really think about it, you might appreciate your mother a little bit more because you don't realize the stuff that she's doing that we don't we don't even pay attention to. Yeah. Like yeah. who's changing the diapers? Who's watching like all this stuff they yeah. Yeah, that's true. So um okay, so that's yeah, that's really smart. That you you think a lot about these these business things. Um um which which say why? Yeah. Look at the iPhone. Look at Steve Jobs. He's so us, you know, he's not here no more, but his genius. We've been buying the same phone yeah. down to the 14, big and small. So I remember I was watching a, a documentary about Steve Jobs and he hired, I think the marketing person of Pepsi or Coke, I can't remember, one of those. And he told him, do you want to change the world or you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Mm. So, so when you think at different market or different things they market to us, it's a marketing research department looking at the things that we like. For example, how many times you might go on a computer 
and looking for airline tickets. And all of a sudden, you start seeing airline uh, advertisements. Like, I didn't, it's all marketing, man. So sometimes we're, we're doing things, we don't realize we've been programmed. Yeah, them. that's true. Is there ever times where you feel like your creativity suffers because you have to think more on the business side? Yeah, it's always, it's always going to suffer. Life mm -hmm. ain't fair. If it was up to me, I would be doing a whole bunch of other stuff, but I have to realize you got to give the people what you want. So I'm still getting what I want, but anytime you do anything, it's going to suffer. It's just part of it. Mm. What do you think about uh, social media as a more of a traditional media person? Um, what do you think about social media and, and the type of content that goes there? I mean, with anything, it's the gift and the curse. I'm 41. Before social media, when we had to promote the people, we had to print up flyers. When we were doing music, we had CDs. Now, I can speak to you that I probably would never met before. Mm. Social media. So it's the gift and curse for anything. Some people like it, some people don't like it. With anything, you got to find the good of it and cut the bad out. Mm. It is crazy. I, I, I'm 24, so I kind of don't know the world before the internet, right? And... Um, Yeah, it's just crazy how much accessibility that everyone has to create stuff nowadays, right? I also heard you talk about there's no excuses to chase your dreams because you can literally film a movie on your iPhone now. Yeah, it's no, it's really no excuse. Like when social media really started going, I remember I had one of my first feature films and they got accepted to this film festival in Spain. So I don't know about in Spain, my first time out the country. So the festival is called I Filmmaker. I don't know if it's still around. But I was I was buying Facebook ads, and I was able to promote in Spain. Mm. I got to Spain, half of the data was sold out because of my Facebook ads, and I was wow. marking it. So it's 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 beautiful if you know how to use it. Some people use it in whatever way they want, but to me, it's no, it's a beautiful thing. Mm. When when you apply to like a, a festival in Spain, do you fly out to the festival? Yep, mm -hmm. I flew out. Um, that was my first time out the country. And it's beautiful because you never know how far your town would take you. Mm. Like, I'm a kid from Queens, New York, that's flying to a country I don't know because of an idea I had in my head. Yeah. So I tell people, really believe in yourself and, and really go after it. Because, like, you know, we in a world that you have no excuses right now at all. Back mm. in the day, yes. But now, you have no excuse. How... Uh... Because I can imagine it's pretty expensive, I guess, to travel around these film festivals. Yeah, yeah, it was expensive. Yeah. Does it? Um, but is there? Because I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm super new in in the film industry. Um, I, I've always aspired to become a film director, and it, it's, I've always been too afraid to start. And um, it's not until recently that I started, uh, started producing my first short film and looking into how to do everything which is why I found cool. Film Courage and, and you. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm super excited. Uh, well, I forgot what I, what I was going to ask. It's about film festivals. It's, a lot, it's expensive traveling to festivals. It's expensive, yeah. Is there ever, uh, is there any fil film festivals that you haven't showed up to? Yeah, some of you, once you go, you can't make it all of them. Mm. So you just pick the ones that you want, but... um. But the good thing about, like I said, now, you know, you do some festivals, you don't do some festivals. It's just, it's pick and choose whatever you feel like it. Um, what got you to your point in finally make a movie, short film? Question for you. I started gaining more confidence 
um, in in myself. Um, I started, uh, my first really success was on TikTok. I started making Mm -hmm. TikTok videos and I just realized that I I think I can do this, Um, which was a really weird discovery because my entire life, it's it's always been, I've never really done anything with my life because I've always been so afraid both of what people thought of me and you know, what if I don't make it? What will people think of me then? Right. And, you know, I started getting more confidence and, you know, I'm now I'm just, I'm obsessed with chasing my dreams now. Yeah. And that's what I said before, knowing yourself. Yeah. Cause a lot of times we're creating this nightmare in our head. That's not even real. Mm. I, I think at least twice a week, I'm speaking to somebody about this. We creating our own fears and nightmares. That's not even real. And then we're worrying about people that, that that's like imagination. So we're yeah. literally being like a horror movie, creating this fear that's in our head that's not even real. Because in this industry, like me, I got 100 no's. That's fine because that's part of the journey. Mm. But that's good that you build your confidence up and you make your films. Like you go you go online, you see all those kids making money, just, just doing whatever they want. They're being yeah. free. So, and then you know what helped me too? I'm going tell you what helped me. When I was going through my fear, I used to watch like the crazy documentaries about murdering and, and cartels. I'm like, if those guys are selling drugs for the rest of their life, and I can't make a movie, <laughs> yeah. that makes no sense. That's true. Yeah, you got you got, you got the the new show on Netflix, Jeffrey Dahmer. He is killing and eating people, mm. and we're afraid to make a movie. Yeah, that's, so that's a very good way to look me. at it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if they could do all this stuff and they crazy, what we can't make a movie, we can't go after our dreams. Yeah. So we got to kind of psych ourselves out of the nightmare we create for ourselves. I hear a lot of, like a lot, like 99% of like young people or kids say, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up, but I think that's bullshit. I think a lot of kids know exactly what they want to be when they grow up. They're just too afraid to either admit it or to go after it. Yeah, fear is a real thing. I always say that that's what helped me. I don't want to die an old man full of regret. So just try it. Like it's, it's, it's try like. It's people literally out of here, like in this this world, killing people for a living. Mm. Like they 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 mess up in their head, and we we create like they giving up their freedom. Please, cops, take me. Mm. And we live in a world that we're free, but we trap in our mind. We are prison in our own head, so we really gotta work on that and get out of that. But most people, you know, like you you always time gonna pass regardless. Just try something out. That's mm. good that you taking the first steps. And keep making films, man. Like it's like it's not rocket science. You don't need a degree, or you gotta use your imagination and be confident. Yeah. Did you didn't go to film school? This is all God gifts. Mm. I went to high school. I was a special ed student. Um, I was not a great student. I'm a DF student. But what I was was I was a winner in life. And that means is I mean a lot of people that got all the degrees in the world, but the fear keep them. They can mm. tell you X, Y, Z. Like I, sometimes I go teach at different um, film organizations and the film teacher be there with all the degrees, know everything by camera, but I don't got no movies. Mm. So I don't, really, don't want to be that person that have all this information and that's why I have this information. I haven't done anything. Mm. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's like there's so like almost any profession I feel like you can do without a degree, right? Now, especially yeah, nowadays you, with the internet, like information is readily available to you. Yeah, unless you want to be a lawyer or a doctor, like something I suppose, special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's special. But now, like, you could create business, like, 
like me and my wife, me and my wife got, she loved making um, banana bread with chocolate chip. Ooh, delicious. We started a business. We started a business. We did a, our first big food expo, sold out. We ain't chef. We ain't no degree. We just know how to market and know what tastes good. So now we, like I said, the internet and everything's out there. You have no excuse. You can literally, like, I got a book coming out next year. I didn't. This is stuff that I couldn't even imagine when I was younger. Mm. But now we're in a generation that anything is possible. The only limitations you have is the ones you put on yourself. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I did look into film school in America, but the tuition was just overwhelming. Like, no, it's too much money. It's much crazy, money. yeah. And especially like hearing inspirational stories from you or other people. There, there are a lot of also really successful big filmmakers who didn't go to film school at all. I believe yeah. um, Steven Spielberg did not, I think, if I remember yeah, I'm not correctly. Sure. But yeah, but you that, don't need it. It's you got to think about it. You spend a hundred thousand dollars in film school. Now, this, this is what I would say. Film school is great if you want those resources mm. or you want to be part of the system. Because if you do your research and look at a lot of filmmakers that's uh, that have a degree, a lot of times they're getting jobs just based off the degree. Yeah, yeah. So, so it depends which way you want to go. If you want to, like I said be part of the system and really work within the system or get a job, you might need that degree. Cause that degree holds a lot of weight. Mm. But if you want to be like more entrepreneurship, build your own table. Don't wait for a seat at the table. You could do it yourself. Mm. Go on. Yeah. Like I said, film courage, film courage was an education to me when I first started. Yeah. And then years later, they start interviewing me. Mm. Isn't that crazy how life works out? Yeah. Yeah. So is that the benefit of being an independent independent filmmaker, building your own table? Yeah, but this is not for everybody, though. That's another thing. This is not for everybody. So another thing, if you don't know certain things, high people around you, that's smarter than you. Mm. So I got a lot of people around me that's way smarter than me. So it's like I know I'm the quarterback. If you want to go to the Super Bowl, you're on my team. Mm. But I do also need a defense lineman. I need an offense lineman. So build your team so you can learn. Don't be the smallest person in the room. Mm. What's your favorite movie? Uh, I have, I have, I give you my top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lola. Uh, Django, Quentin Tarantino, Jamie Foxx. Amazing movie. Uh, I have two new movies. Uh, Megan, the horror film. I don't know if you've seen Megan. Mm, I saw the trailer. It looks really good. That good. Uh. It's another horror film called Sabal. Uh that just came out. Uh The Conjuring, Freddy Krueger's, uh The Halloweens, and Seven. Mm-hmm. With um Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. It's a really good movie as well. And Gone Girl with uh Matt Damon and and Dark Knight. Mm, the, the, the original the, yeah, the original. So yeah, those yeah. my those my films right now. Were those uh, some that really inspired um, some of your own? Nope. No? That's another thing I learned. Be a fan of this. Like, I hate, not hate, but I dislike when, I, when you, a filmmaker, you want to critique everything. Oh, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. You got to be a fan. Mm. Like, that's why when I do my movie fans, I really rare invite the industry. I invite the consumer, regular people. Because uh. you, if you invite a whole bunch of filmmakers, they're going to tear your movie apart. They didn't do this. They didn't do the lights. They didn't do this. Be quiet. 
So I just focus on regular people. But isn't there also value to that, to, to people critiquing your work? In the, yes, sense, in the sense that, like, advice. Um... Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's fine to get critique, but just know when they critique, just make sure it's coming from a, a genuine place. Mm. Some people will critique you just because, just critique you, and maybe want to tear your project down. So some of you got you, you know, everybody going to critique. That's, the, that's part of the journey. Mm. But some critique could be great. Like, sometimes I have a project, and it's an answer. You should have done this, should have done that. I was like, okay, you're right. But it's all about how you say it, how you deliver it. Mm. Of course. So when you watch a movie, for example, do you does your mind constantly think, oh, why did they not put the light like this or never? I shut I shut it off because if you do that, you can't be a fan. Yeah. So I I I, I be a consumer because the reality is, the ones that critiquing you, the filmmakers, they can't change your life. It's the consumer. Those are the ones that's going and paying for your film and spending that time. Mm. So I focus more on the consumer, not the critic, because the critic. Half of the critics haven't done a film in their life. They're just speaking. They're, they're yeah. on the sidelines. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's like the person that never played basketball before, but on the sidelines critiquing how you dribble. Yeah. 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 That's true. It's like uh, people uh, judging fighting and people who have never fought, fought before and like what live it, or, or watching from their living room, watching a fight yeah. and like <laughs> just trying to pretend like they would beat that person up if they had the chance. But yeah, so, yeah. so do you, um, when you watch a film then, do you then look at the positives, I guess, like, okay, the, uh, if you don't look at like, they should have done this or this or that, do you look at it in the way that, okay, the light was actually really good here. I could use that for my film perhaps to do it or something like that. Yeah. So when I'm watching a film as a consumer, as long as you get entertainment for two hours, that's all I care about. Mm. Now, when I'm doing making a movie, then I might go to a movie, like, you know what? I want to do it like this. I want to do it like that. So I try to put different hats on because sometimes I know a lot of filmmakers can't watch other films because they stay critiquing. And the ones that critique the most haven't done no films. Mm. So I try to watch films as just a consumer. But yeah, sometimes like in Lola, I might go back and watch Creed or Rocky and be like, okay. So I, so I have different times I put my hat on. Mm. When was Lola released? Lola was released 2020. Yes. 2020. Okay. That was kind of the time when YouTube... That's COVID, during COVID. COVID, yeah. Also, I think the time when, when YouTube boxing was on the come up. Was there any thought behind yes. that? No, I wouldn't even think about that. So you mm. just said it. I wasn't even thinking about that. Mm. Do, yeah. do you follow that at all? I think it's funny. I watch this. Yeah. That's another thing, too. That's another thing. This That's the perfect example. Why I go out for your dreams. You got YouTube boxes fighting real boxes. Yeah. Like this is this is the <laughs> Wild Wild West. Yeah. This is insane. So that's the thing. It's it's anything possible, man. You can't be afraid. Anything is possible. Yeah. That is crazy, right? A YouTuber fighting Floyd May Mayweather. It's like, whoa, okay. But but that that shows you that anything is possible. Like mm -hmm. that is insane. Like for you to be a YouTube boxer and get to a point that you're fighting a real heavyweight uh champion, that's 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 insane yeah do you do any fighting yourself or when i was younger i used to box mm. so if someone told me all those years later i'd be directing producing my own boxing franchise i would have laughed in their face mm. but this is what happened when you you know when you have a high favor and you know god got a great sense of humor yeah i would not be thinking about this yeah so is that part of the inspiration for the film that you enjoyed boxing when you were younger? 
Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed boxing. Um, but I didn't think I was going to do a boxing film. That was it. I went into boxing because I was when I was young, I was getting bullied. So mm-hmm. I needed to, to, to defend myself. But I didn't think all those years later I'd be no, that that's that's what I'm saying. You just gotta just put yourself out there, man. Don't think about nothing, just be free. Mm. Antoine, thank you so much for coming on. Tell people where they can find your work. Yeah, you could go to AntoineAllenFilms.com. Uh, if you're in the States, right now, Lola One is available on Tubi TV. And follow me on my Instagrams, Antoine Allen Films. And yeah, look forward to connecting. Amazing. And uh, whenever I come to New York, I look forward to taste that banana bread. Yeah, you, you being in New York? I I will come to New York at some point, I suppose. <laughs> okay, yeah, let me know. I have I have massive aspirations to move to America eventually. So I mean, I'm how far is how far is Denmark from how far is it? It's in Central Europe, so it's like, do you know where Germany is? No, no. It's uh, do you know do you know do you know any European countries? Not so much. No. No. Okay. <laughs> you know where Spain is, though. Then. You, yes, yes, Spain. Yes, Spain. Yes, yes, yes. I, yes. I suppose it's kind of close to Spain. It's in okay, Europe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just take the trip. I, me and my wife went to Dubai for our wedding, for our honeymoon. Oh wow! How was that? That was amazing. Dubai looks insane. Yeah, take the trip, man. Just take a trip. You say, "Hey, Anthony, I'm coming to New York." I got you. Yeah, yeah just take the trip, to, man. Love to yeah. connect, man. Yeah, awesome. This was a real pleasure. Again, one last time, tell people where they can find you. Yep, go to Antoine, A-N-T-O-I-N-E, Allen, A-L-L-E-N, films.com, and then Instagram, Antoine Allen Films. Amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in. I appreciate it. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.